0: My name is Michael Bozzi. Welcome to Marketing Without the Marketing. Glad that you could join me this week. Uh, Today's topic is going to be Facebook groups uh, and using them for business purposes. Uh, This is a part of the social media strategy series where I've gone platform by platform to look at the different considerations and some strategies just to help you determine whether or not a particular platform or strategy is going to work for you. Now, I've covered Facebook in a couple other episodes, one which was just you know your basic Facebook business page, uh, and then the other one that was really focused on Facebook ads. But Facebook groups are a little bit different, so let's look at that. Facebook groups are one of my favorite strategies because they really are kind of at the heart of content marketing. They're really, really soft-touch uh, strategies. It's all about community building, which is one of the hardest things to achieve. And in an ideal world, you'd love to build this community on your own side, of course, but that's incredibly, incredibly difficult. One of the hardest things that you can ever achieve uh, in digital marketing. Now, what's good about Facebook is that most people are already there anyway. So there's less friction in getting it started because of that. But here's the thing. Facebook groups might be the best and most effective strategy that you can execute using Facebook. I know that's a big statement. And I've talked about Facebook pages, which are kind of weak now as far as organic reach, Facebook ads, which are good, but not as good as Twitter ads or Pinterest ads, uh, for instance. And here's why because unlike Facebook pages, where your organic reach is either 9% or less, this is at least what I've found uh, in my work with Facebook pages, Facebook groups, Uh, It's really that 9% goes up to 100%. In other words, everyone sees a post who's a part of a Facebook group. And provided they have their settings set this way, they get notified as well, right? So in other words, you have a lot of attention with Facebook groups. Really, really powerful. But as you can imagine, you can't abuse the privilege. And as you'll see... Uh, you know, it's not right for every business. Uh, I think it's only good for, uh, for certain businesses, but we'll get into that in just a second. But imagine the ideal scenario here, right? Where uh, a group that you have assembled, your audience, whatever the size is, whether it's 10 or 10,000, everyone sees every post. That's crazy, right? That's the way that social kind of used to feel, but it's no longer the case with all the algorithms, et cetera, et cetera. And imagine that in this group, they're interacting, they're talking about things. They're giving you insight into what they're really thinking. You're getting free market research out of your audience. This is amazing. And not to mention, of course, a lot of goodwill. It's the sort of the indirect benefits of the ecosystem, right? Thank you for bringing us together. You're the hero of this sector because you've pulled us together in this in this group. Sounds pretty nice, right? Sounds ideal in a way. Now, if it's working, Yeah. But there are totally different rules about using Facebook groups for marketing and as a strategy for your business than using any other social platform. So let's get into that. The big thing is that Facebook groups as a strategy, it's not for everyone. Because look, if it sounds too good to be true, what I just described uh, right here, let me dampen your enthusiasm a little bit with some severe caveats. This strategy I found only works for certain types of businesses. And really, when it comes down to it, it only works for kind of do-gooder businesses, at least in the way that I conceive of this strategy. It has to be around an idea or a cause that people really, really care about. Uh, It's not going to work for a basic product or service. And look, like I do, (laughs) I know you think your business is incredible, and I'm sure it is, but put yourself in people's shoes, right? Right in general, they're not going to assemble around some consumer product and talk about it with one another. And there are obvious exceptions to this, of course, uh, but it's not likely to happen when you initiate that conversation. Now, the only exception to this that I have found in using this for clients, for instance, is uh, for product testing uh, or a way to reward your superfans right? Get them deeply involved, right? Sort of uh, make them feel like they're participating in your business. Uh, You give them early access to new products, or you have a discussion group around product validation. Those strategies can work even with basic products. Uh, So just a couple caveats there. But let's get to the basic philosophy of Facebook groups as a strategy. At base, the community provides value to one another, That's the central tenet. The community provides value to one another, right? So think about this. That means your position is different in this. You're not marketing. You're just the one who provides the space for them to meet. So think of it kind of as like, you know, it's like a party that you host. Friends meet at this party, uh, mutual acquaintances, whatever, right? Suppose that leads to a business partnership or suppose even they fall in love and get married, right? Either way, they will always think of you fondly because this, because you provided the space for them. You didn't do anything to make the connection. They found themselves on their own, if you will. But you were the one who provided the space for them to connect and to meet. Now, in a business setting, this is immensely valuable. Now, we're living in what's called the connection economy, uh, quoting from Seth Godin's concept on that, which says basically that in the infinite web... These connections are a form of value, right? They're a form of currency, and, and those connections are worth more than anything else because you can do something with it. Now, the power of Facebook groups is that you just provide those conditions for the people to meet. That's your only role, really. Well, okay, not really. Let me get into a, a couple of strategies, you know, to get this thing going and then to seed it because that is important. Uh, first strategy is to start small, right? Be highly selective about your first group. Uh, make it invite-only, at least at first, so you kind of foster that sense of exclusivity, right? You make them feel like they're really, really uh, a tight-knit group. And I'd recommend, I mean, you can pick the, the size of the group, but, you know, I'm talking really a half dozen people, maybe, you know, no more than 10 or 12 people. Again, find your own thing that, that works for you, but in general, the smaller the better, at least for this first wave, right? Uh, second thing, super light touch, right? Though you are the group leader, here's the thing. It's not your group, okay? It's their group. You live to serve them in this context, so live by that. Super light touch, okay? Um, Yes, you're going to seed it with some questions, with some curated content, with some links to articles that will be of interest that serve the group and, and help them do something that they're looking to do in your group. But stay on message, right? The only things you share are the things that you know that they care about. Whatever your group is about, make sure that you you really stay close to that. You don't want to get off on tangents or whatever. They're here to connect with you about a particular topic. Stick to that. And here's the thing. No selling. No links back to your site. No pushing them to do something. No asking them to take actions. That's not how this strategy works with Facebook groups or at least in the way that I think of it. This space is a different space. No selling. I know that's going to sound weird because the whole goal here is to do some marketing and you are marketing, but you're just doing it in this very, very soft touch fashion. And let me get to that in in a little bit. I still want to talk about some of these strategies. Uh, So one important thing is in any group, Uh, Whether you're running a focus group or whatever, and the same thing happens here in Facebook groups, try to observe and identify who's the alpha wolf of the group. Try to watch out for those who take over the conversation. and of course it's okay for someone to participate a lot. You want people engaged, but you don't want them to monopolize. So just be you know be wary of that. But on the other hand, you know, reward the superstars, the high participators, those folks who are really driving the conversation and seem to be really engaged, that's awesome. That's the stuff that you want. So the next step that you can do from that that small group is invite them to be group moderators, right? task them, for instance, with asking questions of the group. Now, if you get the right person uh, or people to be group moderators, they're not going to see this as a burden. They're going to see this as a privilege, right? Because they're going to feel ownership of the group. Like I said, it's their group, not yours. They're going to feel like now they have some greater ownership, uh, some privilege that the others don't. And that's a great thing. You want to reward that. But always stay out of the way as much as you can. Participate as lightly as you can while you keep going, right? And of course, the only exception to this is when there's really low activity on the group. So one strategy you could do is you could tag people, right? So suppose uh, you have a post uh, that you that you put up or a link to something, tag a couple of people in the group who you know will be interested in that post. That way, you're, you're guaranteeing that they're going to get a notification uh, because you've actually mentioned them, uh, and maybe that will spur them to participate. Now, give credit and praise all the time, right? Thank people for their comments, right? Be a giver as much as you possibly can. Just reward folks, you know, just be very, very positive and, and uh, just keep them feeling like, hey, I'm really glad uh, to be a part of this group. I really get something out of it. Now, to move to the next level, um, once you've got some good activity in here, take this small group, this phase one group, and let each of those people invite one or two others from outside the group who they think would get some value out of it. That means that this second wave is handpicked because they're all one node in the network away from the people who are already participating. Uh, And then it allows you to grow the group to sort of a phase two level. And then as you might imagine, do that again when you feel the time is right deputize again for the phase one and phase two people to get the phase three people in there. Very, very cool in a way to sort of build the group in a sensible way and to lightly bring new people in so it's not sort of a shock to the system, if you will. And now you got this this group that started to grow. It's more of an accurate representation of your audience. Uh, You can start to do great things with it, not only to get them engaged, but to use it for market research as well, which is awesome. Now, I wanted to get back to this, which is that, you know, Facebook groups as a strategy is going to give you indirect benefits only, and you've got to be okay with that. It's not going to be sort of the direct selling that you're used to with social. It's going to be indirect benefits and really sort of, in a way, the apotheosis of content marketing, because it really is about serving and bringing value to that group of people to the point where you are just one part of it. You're not really the leader. You're one part of the group. You're one participant. But let's talk a little bit about that, right? With your brand and your business, uh, all of that has to foster a feeling about you and your company. Now, when you provide and provide and provide and people feel like they're getting a lot of value, they're gonna feel good about you, right? These are the indirect benefits of the ecosystem. And using this strategy, you gotta be happy with these indirect benefits only. You can't rush it, you can't force it. Get rid of any talk of ROI immediately. Do it for another reason. Do it because you serve. Let it evolve naturally. Community growth can't be rushed, right? It's like gardening. You can only do so much, but when the conditions are right, things grow. Now, don't get me wrong. This is marketing, and this strategy can be immensely powerful, more powerful sometimes than any other strategy. And as I mentioned earlier, I think it's the most powerful strategy that you can actually use of the strategies on Facebook, but you are selling. You're just doing it in a much, much softer way, which is why I like this strategy so much. And it's very consistent with the whole theme of this podcast, which is marketing without the marketing. Where you don't have to do that sort of, you know, those sort of pushy, aggressive tactics that people think of when they think of marketing. All you're doing is providing value and having people come to like you, trust you, and think highly of you and your brand. People like to do business with folks they trust, folks that they like. You're just trying to contribute that in this soft touch way. And here's the thing. When you've got the audience, when you've got this group that's engaged uh, and they think highly of you, they trust you as a broker of this group, now you've got the power. And you can do something with that audience, right? So that means, yeah, at some point you can ask Hey, I've got a new book coming out. Will you share the link? Or we're launching our product this week. Can you share a link with, with your network? And they'll do that for you as long as you ask infrequently. You do it in a nice way. And, you know, look, they'll want to reciprocate. But you can only do that at key points. You, you want to be really careful about this. Because, look, uh, that trust, it takes a long time to build up. But if you betray that trust for just a second, it's over. Right. And that's exactly why this whole thing is so valuable in the first place, because it's very, very hard to gain, easy to lose. That makes it really valuable. So just get comfortable with not having control over this, because, look, in in anything in content marketing, you don't really have control anyway. This is just one where you're stepping a little bit further back from control and just be in it for the long game. Provide value, build trust until you've got enough trust built up uh, where you can ask for the sale. That's what it's all about, and you know, Facebook groups I found to be a really great strategy. It doesn't have to be uh, just for not-for-profits and do-gooders. I've uh, I've used this with regular old for-profit businesses as well, and uh, and it works great. So I'd say for you, you know, pick a topic that people really care about and that you know that they care about. So don't think of it like it's a product or your service. Think of it instead as something that they might rally around, that they might talk about, something that they care about. And then start a group with that. Start small, build it out from there, see if it works. And if it doesn't and you've tried it, you've given an earnest effort, do your experimentation, see if it works, see if it starts to grow, see if you start to get some engagement. That'd be great, right? And if not, like I've said, with anything else in this series, move on to the next strategy. It's really that simple. All right, so I'll leave it there. I hope that you found this to be helpful. And maybe this you know, helped you get out of your comfort zone a little bit or think of a new strategy uh, in using Facebook groups rather than just Facebook pages or Facebook ads. Uh, let me know. Have you been doing this as a strategy so far? Let me know what works, what hasn't. Just hit me up in the comments section of this podcast on the show page. uh, Or of course, you can uh, hit me up via Twitter. That's where most people do. All right. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it as always. And we'll see you on the next episode.